morning, everyone, and a very warm welcome to morning worship. We are joined again by friends and family from across the country and around the world, and it's lovely to see you all. Uh, I don't see her name popping up yet, but we're hoping to be joined this morning by Rachel and her family from Sheffield. Uh, many of you will remember Rachel, who um, worshipped at Hillhead for years, many years, while she was studying in Glasgow. As well as our minister, Katrina, this morning you'll hear the voices of Elaine, Graham, Ken, Elizabeth, Ian and Holly. And we'll be singing along with ourselves during the hymns again. And as well as Paul on keyboard, you'll hear Yang Yang on violin. Then at 7pm this evening, the Baptist Union of Scotland will be hosting their next prayer broadcast on Facebook Live. And while we're thinking about uh, online worship, if you didn't hear um, the Radio 4 service this morning, uh, led by John Bell and members of the Iona community, it's worth checking out on iPlayer. It was uh, an amazing service, and it will be available there for, I think, at least a week. Um, it's great that as lockdown eases, more of us are going to be able to get outdoors or maybe see family and friends, socially distanced, of course. So Katrina and the pastoral team feel the time is now right to reduce the frequency of their phone calls to the rest of us, mainly because they quite often don't get us in these days when they phone, and that is a very good sign. So they want me to reassure you that if you want to speak to them, they're still there. They're definitely not abandoning us. So if you need support or help or just a chat, just get in contact either with Katrina or your pastoral team contact. And I'd like to say a huge thank you to them for all that they've been doing for us to keep our spirits up over these past three months. Just a reminder that next Sunday after morning worship, there will be a church meeting via Zoom. This is to deal with a single item of business uh, relating to our development project. As always, everyone is welcome to attend this meeting, though only members can vote. Um, we'll be doing this via Zoom for the first time, and so um, I think we'll have a little rehearsal of how we're going to be voting uh, via Zoom involves us having a look at the little symbols at the bottom of our Zoom screen and seeing where we can actually indicate our response to things there. But I think rather than try it right now, we'll wait till next Sunday at the end of morning worship, just before we go and get our tea and coffee, and we'll have a rehearsal of voting. Um, if you're joining us by phone, don't worry, we'll make different arrangements for you. So please do stay online for that meeting if you can next Sunday. We don't expect it to be a long meeting uh, and there will, I promise you, be a 15-minute break for tea, coffee or a quick new break. In family news, just one item today. Um, it's Tamara's birthday today. Happy birthday, Tamara. Hope you have a lovely day in Marburg. It's great to see you again this morning. And then ending, as I always do, just by saying if you need any essential shopping, or a prescription collected, you just have to drop me an email or give me a ring. We have loads of volunteers ready to do that. These are all our notices. Thank you very much, Anne. Um, so we're into our summer pattern now, which is always a bit different, always a little bit experimental, um, always a bit uh, of a Marmite experience I think. Uh, sometimes you'll love it and sometimes you'll loathe it. You probably won't be somewhere in the middle with it. Um, just go with it. The bits you enjoy and you love, love them. The bits that you loathe, just kind of remember that somebody else might love them and, it, and we'll all get along together as best as we can. And we're going to focus over the summer on aspects of creation and to celebrate creation, and also to let some of the stories about the created world that are in the scriptures speak to us about our own lives. And as I was thinking about a call to worship this morning, I couldn't find readily, because I, unlike, although some people think I know the whole Bible off by heart, I don't, I couldn't readily find something that, that I felt would do for what I wanted to share. Because my favourite heavenly body is the moon. Now, it's nothing I like more than to go outside or to look out of the window on a clear night 
and see the moon in the sky. Sometimes it's big and bright with an apparent face. Sometimes it's a thinnest sliver. Occasionally it's orangey red. Sometimes it's hidden by other planets or by clouds. But it's beautiful. It's my favourite heavenly body. And I recall at the age of about four, five, the first time that I was aware of the moon still being there in the morning. It's pale and white, hanging low in a blue sky in a tiny village in Buckinghamshire. But the moon has journeyed with me through all of my life. My good times, my bad times. Um, I have danced under the moon, at least metaphorically. I don't dance in real life, but you get what I mean. And I have come as close as I ever do to weeping under the moon. It's there. It is my friend. But it's also been there through all of history. And it was there over Bethlehem when Jesus was born. It got outshone by a star, but it was there. It was there in that night when the boat was being tossed on Lake Galilee, probably hidden behind clouds, but it was there. And for me, most powerfully, it was there over Gethsemane as Jesus wrestled in prayer with what God was calling him to do. The moon journeys with us through history. The moon is one of God's gifts to us. And all the celestial bodies, whichever you like the best, whether it's the sun to warm you up, the stars to twinkle in the sky, or the moon, they are God's blessing. They are part of the works of God, which we celebrate. And so if you'd like to, um, you're invited to join us in singing along to one of the songs from last week, All You Works of God.
having joined our voices in song, let's join our hearts and our minds in prayer. And of course, that great Hillhead tradition that celebrates our diversity, we will share in the Lord's Prayer in our own first languages at the end of the guided prayer. So let's pray together. God of all creation, we worship and adore you. God who speaks and creation begins, our voices give you praise. God who loves and creation flourishes, our hearts are drawn to you. God who fills the heavens with planets and stars, our minds strain to understand such abundant beauty. As we gather in the name of Jesus, sometimes called the bright and morning star, help us to wonder and to worship. Help us to find comfort and hope. And show us how we may play our part in fulfilling your creative work as we join together in praying to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Praise the Lord. How good it is to sing praises to our God. How pleasant and fitting to praise him. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. And gathers the exiles of Israel. God heals the brokenhearted. And binds up their wounds. God determines the number of the stars. And calls them each by name. Great is our God and mighty in power. Whose understanding has no limit. In the very beginning, before anything was, before God started doing what it is God does. When all that existed was wide open space, God imagined a universe and began to create. Our planet God made a blue and green sphere and designed it to orbit the sun once a year. God made tropics and plateaus, glaciers and meadows, marshes and tundras and erupting volcanoes. Then, with gardens and forests and other things green, God made earth come to life using soil and seed. God made cypress and pines, bushes and vines, all kinds of trees with leaves God designed. Then the oceans God filled with fish, sharks and krill, creatures God made with fins and with gills. God planned lions to roar and tigers to pounce, and kangaroos God thought, let's make you bounce. And God made people like you and me, people with souls, people with stories, a global family tree. But always remember, because this much is true, God had a purpose for making you, you. So use every gift, every talent or shtick, make the world better with your God-given trick. Save a whale, hug a tree, protect every bee, recycle, repurpose, reject apathy. Because all of creation whispers God's story, the mountain, the ocean, the blue morning glory. And just like a star might showcase God's light, or a waterfall gives us a sign of God's might, the same could be said of me and of you, how we live, how we love, and tell God's story too. Because when God made the world and the world starts spinning, the story God wrote was just a beginning.
now a reading from Psalm 148, verses 1 to 6. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights above. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all his heavenly hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you shining stars. Praise him, you highest heavens and you waters above the skies. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for at his command they were created, and he established them forever and ever. He issued a decree that will never pass away. We're going to uh, listen to or sing along with now um, a song that's perhaps not familiar to everybody. Um, it's sung by a church in Bangalore, and it comes from Hillsong in Australia. Um, but it's one that very much came to mind for me um, as we, I was thinking about what we are looking at this morning. Let's clap and sing. Raise them, you heavens and all that's above. Raise them, you angels and Isaiah chapter 40, verses 25 to 26. To whom can the holy God be compared? Is there anyone else like him? Look up at the sky. Who created the stars you see? The one who leads them out. He knows how many there are and calls each one by name. His power is so great, not one of them is ever missing. Thank you, Elizabeth. The book of Genesis tells us that God told Abraham that his descendants would be as numerous as the stars in the heaven, that there would be so many that nobody could count them. And of course, to an old man with no children, that seemed to be ridiculous. It was a ludicrous promise, an outrageous thing for God to say. But then God's pretty outrageous. God does things we never imagine, ask or understand. The scriptures tell us that God knows how many stars there are. 
but more than that, that God has given every single star a name. Some of them we will never see. They're too far away or they have lived their life and are no more before their light could reach us. Many stars to humans are known only by a number and a set of coordinates. But God sees them and God knows them and God names them. And perhaps the most powerful little message we draw from that reading from Isaiah is that God makes sure that not one star is ever missing. And if that's what God does for the stars, then that's what God does for us. Even in a city like Glasgow, and even with the light pollution at its worst, with hundreds of thousands of streetlights, if you go out on a clear night, you can see stars. And some of them are quite easy to spot. I can usually spot Venus, Orion, uh, the Great Bear or Big Dipper or the Plough, depending where you went to school. But others, only God knows them. Now I'm going to try to show you a very special star. This may or may not work. With the luck I'm having this morning, um, possibly not. Hey, I think it's worked. Okay. Here in the middle of the page is a very, very special star. It's quite small. It has a luminosity count of about nine, which apparently um, is not particularly bright, but it's brighter than many other stars in the sky. And if I show you the star map, here is Cygnus, the swan. Um, and here is a constellation called Sagitta or Sagitta, the arrow, and here is that star. Now, if you're very clever, you'll have worked out what it's called because it's written on there. So I'm going to move on very swiftly. This star is called Hillhead Baptist Church. Because one of the things I wanted to do during lockdown was to do something as a gift to us and for us. So I named a star for us. There is a star in the sky that is called and will always be called Hillhead Baptist Church. I think that's uh, a nice thing. I hope it's a nice thing. I have a certificate and when we get out of lockdown, I will bring the, the uh, certificate to show you. The scriptures tell us that the cosmos rings with the sounds of stars singing and planets singing. And a few years ago, there was a TV programme that was set in a monastery. And I particularly remember an episode where the participants, who some of them wouldn't even have said they were, had a faith in any kind of God, were sat in a room with the, the monk that was leading to do a, a closing reflection for the day. And he lit a candle and he said, listen carefully, can you hear the candle burning? And I vividly remember sitting in my living room in Leicestershire, hearing that candle burning. And then he said, listen even more carefully. Can you hear the stars singing? And I very nearly could even through my analogue TV, even through Zoom, somehow we can hear these things if we listen carefully. Probably when you've got your order of service, you wonder why on earth has she picked a Christmas carol for us to sing in the middle of summer? If my name was Andy Scarcliffe, you wouldn't think it was odd. He does that kind of thing all the time. But if we understand that a carol is just a kind of song, just a particular style of song, it's a song. And so what Sidney Carter's, Sidney Carter's Christmas carol tells us is a really important scriptural truth. That every star sings a carol. Every star sings God's praise. So let's join in the mystery of that as we sing along to ourselves.
In his letter to the Philippians, chapter 2, verse 13, the Apostle Paul wrote, God is always at work in you to make you willing and able to obey his own purpose. Do everything without complaining or arguing, so that you may be innocent and pure as God's perfect children, who live in a world of corrupt and sinful people. You must shine among them like stars lighting up the sky as you offer them the message of life. that little extract from the letter to the church at Philippi is really well known. I know I, I've used it quite a few times over the years. But whilst the apostle in the translation we hear uses the language of instruction or command, you are to shine like stars, I prefer to read it as a statement, a fact. 
you shine like stars. I, I didn't check the Greek, but I suspect either translation is possible. Sometimes the Greek verbs have a bit of flexibility in translation. You shine like stars. That's a message to us. That's the message to the little church in Philippi. It doesn't mean to say that you get it right all the time, because of course we don't. We're human. We make mistakes. I get cross and grouchy when I'm tired. You may have your idiosyncrasies too. But actually, on the whole, what we all of us need is more encouragement than criticism, more building up than, than challenging. And that's something I have to remember as a minister, because it's easy if you're trying to be a bit prophetic, if you're trying to say, look, God thinks this is what's not right in the world and we ought to do something about it. It's easy to be the grouchy, moany Old Testament prophet of doom. But sometimes what we need is to be the Old Testament prophet of encouragement as well. Remember that little star called Hillhead Baptist Church? It's far, far away. I think you probably have to know, not only know where to look for it, you probably also need a, some binoculars or a telescope or something. I haven't tried to look at it, I must admit. But it's there. It's there all the time, whether you can see it or not. And God loves it. God knows it. And God would know if it, if it stopped shining, if it was missing. And God will go and look for it. If we can mix our metaphors, the good shepherd goes and looks for the one lost sheep. Last week, I watched a documentary um, relating to racial justice as it happens, in which a group of 11 and 12 year olds in London were asked to guess how much of our DNA is identical in every single human being. And they, they wrote them down and then they were asked to arrange themselves in order. And on the left hand end was a, a, a young girl who thought it was about 1% and it went through all the way along the line. Beautiful, diverse group of young, young people. And at the end, they got to, I think, it was about 40%. And the teacher smiled and said, actually, it's 99.9%. All humans are 99.9% the same. That's an important thing for us to be aware of. But that 0.1% is what makes each of us unique and precious and special. And, and we should celebrate that as well. Who we are is, is partly nature and partly nurture, and I wouldn't even begin to try to understand that. But God has made each one of us, and as we are, we shine like stars in the sky. It's a, it's a shame the videos haven't worked, because there was a nice little bit in the, in the first video that talked about us. God made us as we are because God wants us as we are and who and what we are and how we are is important. But uh, thank you very much to those who were able to send me in some stars this week. They are truly amazing and I'm going to hopefully show them to you now. So just sit back, relax and if the music works that will be a bonus and you may find yourself transported back in time.
I love that picture that at the end of that video. Um, we're all sitting far too close together though. For lots of different reasons, this past week has been pretty hard for lots of us um, and for our city. I'd like to start by taking a few moments of silence together to still our hearts and to bring our worries to God, our God who is closer than our own breath. Let us pray. God, you are the source of all life. You shape every mountain, star and tree. We pray for the earth and all her people. You alone see the earth for all her beauty, all her pain and all her potential. This morning we particularly remember the country and people of Yemen where the ongoing humanitarian crisis has been compounded by the COVID-19 pandemic. We remember the country and people of Malawi as their new president is sworn in today after the rerun election. We pray for Poland, as people there vote in their presidential elections today. In the BMS prayer diary this week, we are invited to pray for people who live in fragile states, places recovering from political upheaval, war and violence, or extreme food shortages. Particularly, we remember BMS workers and partners in Chad, South Sudan, Afghanistan, the Democratic Republic of Congo, Guinea and Uganda. Holy God, though this world depends on your grace, it is governed and tended by mortals. We pray for those who hold political power in this and other lands. May they always consider the way of justice and make decisions with courage, compassion and integrity. God of honest conversations. We pray for all people currently engaging in the difficult and necessary conversations that we are having about race and racism. As politicians in the US state of Mississippi take a major step towards finally removing the Confederate flag from their state flag, and we see other actions like the renaming of buildings and the pulling down of statues, May these outward signs not just be meaningless gestures, but merely be the outward representation of a real and lasting change in our world. In the Baptist Union of Scotland prayer diary this week, we are invited to pray for Galashiels Baptist Church Gary Church in Aberdeen and Gerard Street Baptist Church in Aberdeen. We join with these churches as they give thanks for new ways of meeting and start to look forward as our lockdown gradually eases. We also pray for churches in our union who would usually be gearing up for their holiday clubs at this time. Help them to find new and creative ways to serve their communities this summer. 
God of refuge and safety. We pray for each person killed, injured or otherwise affected by the events at the Park Inn Hotel in Glasgow this week. You created each of them. Each of them is known to you and precious to you. We also remember every precious person who is currently living in inhumane conditions in detention centres or hotels in this city and other cities. Help us to co-create with you a better way to make space in our city for people who need a safe home. God, who we see in the faces of our church family, this week we pray for our pastoral team. We give thanks for them. And as lockdown gradually eases and they move to different ways of supporting our church, we pray that they would also find the support they need. We pray for Paul P and Mary P, Jenny, Leslie and Alistair, Grace and Will, for Nancy, for Lizzie and Petrie, for Jean R, for Sylvia and Norman, for Ian and Elizabeth, for Ailey, John, Owen and Ethan, for Joan R, for Nula, Jonathan, Idris and Casper. God, we are so thankful for each one of us in our worshiping community. We are so thankful that we're able to see each other's faces, even though it's on little boxes on the computer at the moment. As lockdown gradually eases and we're able to start meeting even at a distance in person. May your love always go between us. God, you see the earth for all her beauty, for all her pain, for all her love and for all her potential. We look for and we work for the coming of your kingdom. For it is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
May God, who made the sun, strengthen you for the challenges of each new day. May God, who made the moon, watch over you in the stillness of the night. May God, who made the stars, assure you that you are known and named and loved and held now and always. Amen.